You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network for the Oz Network equivalent of this week's Total Drama Island because we are minus our own Mr. Coconut. Uh, Rossi departed us last week along with Mr. Coconut. So now we're going to fill the void with somebody more educated than Rossi, more enthusiastic than Rossi, uh, who apparently has more space in their schedule than Rossi. Uh, and we're going to talk about the penultimate, sort of the penultimate episode for Total Drama Island Season 1, Total Drama Season 1, Total Drama Island Season Only. Uh, and my first chance to host an episode, even though I have not yet seen the finale, so we won't be able to talk much more. But it is appropriate because this is the episode where we lose my favorite contestant. We have episode 25 here. I triple dog dare you or something along those lines. Is that right? One of the experts? Yes, that's correct. There we go. I got it. It, it. Of course, I gave the wrong episode to at least one of our co-hosts here today, and they were smart enough to watch the the right one. So we'll see how well it goes with me hosting the show I have not yet finished watching. Uh, my name is Colin, and have you ever noticed how much a toilet seat looks like a pancake? <laughs> I have not noticed that. Uh... Also joining us is... Uh, this is Ivan. And last but not least. And my name is Jared, and I triple dog dare you to listen to this episode. <laughs> Which you already are, but if you tune out now, you don't get the points for the dare. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No freebie. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said there weren't any rules. <laughs> uh, so as we explained at the beginning, Rossi could not be bothered to be here, even though he insisted probably about three weeks ago, he said, Colin, we have to have you on episode 25. Which at the time I sort of <laughs> suspected was either because we got some massive twist or because my favorite uh, Heather had to go home. And we end up having Heather go home, so no massive twist. But I understand why I had to be on this episode. Um, we have the panel here who's actually seen this show before, but let's start with Ivan. Uh, when was the last time you actually saw this episode prior to rewatching it here before we uh, recorded this today? It's been probably at least a couple years since I've last seen this episode prior to this rewatch. And uh, it was definitely fun to see it back again. And, you know, you, on one hand, it does feel kind of predictable. Like, these are two players that have been built up as the heroes, and you have a very obvious villain. And you just have to assume that the downfall is coming, especially after you know that in this show... Um, they like to do um they like to have their finalists be a certain type of character so yeah we we really have three polar opposite characters i mean i wasn't here last week uh but uh i personally would have loved to have seen what this could have been like with duncan in the finals because i think next to heather duncan's probably my favorite contestant but i get why we have the final three we do and it it really does leave it up in the air because again i i I talked about back in the mid-season point all my theories on if they win, uh, then this is the reason why. And if they win, this is the reason why. But uh, what mm-hmm. about you, Jared? Uh, how long ago was it you saw this episode? And did you even remember it when you rewatched it? Yeah, I think probably similar, maybe like two, three years. But this is just one of those episodes that, um, I don't know, it stuck really clearly in my mind. Um, maybe it's just because it's that uh, typical total drama grossness episode that is, is hard to forget. Um, but I also think it probably was 
the downfall of Heather uh, makes it such an iconic episode that I do think um, that kind of helps the memorability of it. Before we get to the downfall of Heather, because I have a lot of opinions on this, um, we'll talk, I guess, a bit about the challenge. Like you said, you know, gross out. This definitely isn't the first gross out challenge we've had. It is by far the grossest I think we've had all season. Uh, I'm gathering it's probably not going to be the last time we're going to see that on this show. Uh, But the actual twist that they gave to this, I really liked. I mean, I missed the episode where we basically were showing Ponderosa Island or Ponderosa Resort, whatever it was, where we got to see all the booted contestants, which I loved seeing that. And I think it's great, especially in a show like this, where you have no exposure. It's not like this is Survivor, where we do get to see the jury every single week. You can forget, in fact, several times throughout the season, I have forgotten that this is supposed to be something that they vote on in the end. And being able to be reminded of that and actually get some character development from people who aren't even there by the castaway contestants being able to choose the torture and you start to see, well, this person's being especially cruel and this person is not being cruel. And then they play a little bit on like, you know, the, Oh, Lindsay's not going to do anything to me with Heather. I mean, I I thought that was great. Ivan, what were your thoughts just on how the challenge was structured? Yeah, I think something that till drama, especially this season did kind of struggle with. And at times they really executed it. Well, is that, however way you slice it, 24 characters is hard to have on a show. Mm-hmm. And that's including the 22 contestants, Chris and Chef. And they found uh, another way, aside from a uh, Ponderosa type of setting, which we saw a few episodes ago, to bring the personality of a lot of these characters without them being there simply by the types of dares they had. Even the contestants that didn't have their dares formally introduced if they were like relegated to montages it was pretty cool to see uh jared did you like the way that this if i feel like you tend to be one of the one who's more critical on how challenges play out so i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this compared to mine but did you like the way that they brought the other contestants back or would you have preferred to see more of the people there or did you like that we just got it just through what their suggestions were and not seeing them no, I think this was fine. Um, I think it probably helps that we had uh, seen them just a few episodes ago. Um, but I agree. I think this is a really nice way to pay tribute to all the contestants that have gone already. The uh, uh, Edge of Extinction style massive jury that we have. Um, yeah, I think it plays really well. I also really love the whole uh, the, the fact that you can dare somebody else, but then the fact that if you do the dare yourself, you get a freebie, which I love. Like that plays so well into uh, Owen's character that everybody's like, like you realize you you don't have to do this. Yeah. And he's like, no, I want to. Like anytime it was food related, he just hops on board. Um, so I think that was fun. I think it just led to some really uh, funny uh, moments, particularly just like the visuals of Owen having just like this massive stack of freebies in front of him, <laughs> and the fact that it's like this like bottle of I don't know like lemonade or something. Um, it's it's just amazing as well, as well as like the wheel and, and the wheels. Like it's just promo for this unknown like brand of drink, mm-hmm. um, which I think is yeah, it's just it's just really funny and I think a really well handled uh, challenge. Uh, Ivan, I can't remember if we last time at least I was on with you. I can't remember if we really talked about your feelings on Owen. I know that uh, Jared and Rossi are not fans of Owen. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I, I can see where there's a lot of repetitiveness with him, a, a lot of. The immaturity that just it's it's fart jokes over and over again it's fat jokes over and over again but then every once in a while like i think they really hit on something with owen where 
it surprises you how funny it is. I, a lot of the stuff with him and Justin, I thought was great, you know, playing on that. Oh, is he gay? Uh, but then this feels like this is like, it, it's both, it's the best of both worlds. It is repetitive, fat jokes, slob jokes, whatever it is with Owen, but it actually made him a stronger character, at least in my opinion. What, what are your thoughts on Owen overall and then how he was used in this challenge? I think this is a challenge where it played to Owen's strengths as a character without just being one type of Owen joke. I think a lot of the episodes that we get Owen, we get one type of Owen joke with him. But, like, the best Owen moments are the ones where we get a couple different slices of Owen. We get Owen the clumsy person and Owen the glutton in the uh, cook-off challenge where he eats all the ribs in one go. And here, I think we saw a lot of different sides to him in the types of dares that he took. We saw his fearless side of him we saw his clueless side of him we saw his gluttonous side of him again and also you know just his interactions with other characters i like how uh owen actually asked when it's like wait where are you going to give me if you don't win as if he considers that gwen might not beat him in the final challenge and then gwen's like i'll get you some donuts and then owen's like all right sold yeah, no, I mean, this this really did work to Owen's strengths. Uh, and it, it made sense, too. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of talk in the end about, you know, the contestants they chose for the finale here. But the one of the first notes I wrote here is that Owen is the woo or the Fabio of Total Drama Island. You know, he's the guy who has no business being in the finals. But yet you can't argue how he got there. Is it respectable? No. Uh, does it make sense in this show? Completely. I think... You said something earlier, Ivan, about how it's really hard to develop 24 characters or whatever, 22, whatever it is, throughout the course of a season. And and to me, it almost felt like in the last couple of weeks, it was getting harder to keep the momentum of the show going with only four or five people there. Um, And in this case, you know, you've got three people left. And unlike something like Survivor, where you can have somebody end up in a finale and you're just like, oh. Seriously, this is one of our final two contestants. This episode made a great case for what Owen would be doing there. I mean, he hasn't rubbed anybody the wrong way. And the same way that week after week after week, Heather was getting by because the challenges just played to her strengths. It allowed her the opportunity to manipulate. Or like the previous week, you know, doing boys versus girls. It just sort of worked Mm -hmm. out she was on the right team. The same way here with Owen. It's almost a fluke that he's in the finale, but they told the story of how he deserves to be there. Uh, whether or not it would you know, be satisfying as he wins, I don't know. We'll find out next week. Uh, but I've got some theories on that as well. Um, we'll get to Heather on the end here. But Gwen, for me this week, Gwen was taking a backseat. I liked that it, it became a bit of a competition between her. This whole season has been a competition between her and Heather. But if I have one major knock against this, I feel like this should have been building to something like a big blow up. And, and something more strategic, even though there is a little bit of strategy with it, I don't feel like Gwen got to come out as the big hero that this rivalry developed. Understanding it's a kid's show, there's only so far as you can go. Uh, but thoughts on Gwen this episode, Ivan? Uh, I don't necessarily think Gwen took a backseat because we did have that segment where we were going back and forth in the confessionals and we sort of had that Heather versus Gwen rivalry silently renewed with Gwen and Heather sizing up the competition, explaining what their motivations for winning are and why they think the other person 
somewhat addressing Owen, but also somewhat dismissing him, but focusing on the other person, why they think they'll lose. Heather saying that Gwen has no chance, she has no strengths, whereas Owen has some discernible strengths, which must have taken a lot of Heather to admit. Mm. And Gwen mentioning that Heather is just constantly competitive and mean and will do anything to win, and that willingness to win at all costs would eventually seal her fate. And perhaps that was some foreshadowing, but uh, it did feel like Gwen was certainly involved in this episode, and we got to see uh, that Gwen-Heather rivalry, which has been building up all season, play out in another interesting challenge. I, I think you're right that, you know, this was still about Gwen and Heather and their their feud and everything building towards it. I think just me personally, I kind of, I, I wanted that moment, and this is coming from Heather's biggest fan, but I wanted that moment where Gwen outsmarted her at her own game as opposed to, I found a way to get you out. And it's teaming up with Owen, which was still very clever in the episode, but just I kind of wanted a different type of finale of this. Where do you uh, sit on this one, Jared? Is this the way that you wanted Gwen and Heather to eventually play out? Um... I think it could have played out better. I feel like on definitely on a rewatch, I I feel like Heather uh, wasn't maybe as as mean or as villainous as I remember. I feel like Heather like peaks as a villain in like the Lindsay boot, mm. and then there's nothing that kind of like tops that. You have these rivalries of like Heather and Lashawna, and that like just goes unresolved because Lashawna gets booted by the stupid losers. Um, and this too, I just feel like we we kind of lost the rivalry a bit in in the second half of the season. Um, I get like it's hard to to keep it going from from the massive uh, Heather Lindsay fallout and like the villainous reading the diary way earlier in the season. Um, but I think too coming after the episode where they just worked together, which I loved. Like, I had loved that we had these rivals work together, um, and it was really fun in the context of that episode. I think we needed kind of almost a fallout again at like the end of that episode of like okay we only teamed up because we were forced to work together like we hate each other again um so i do think it could have had a bigger payoff but i was fine with the fact that like gwen was the person who came up with the strategy to gang up on heather um yeah i agree it could have been handled a little bit better but i was fine with the overall uh some of the things before we get to the challenge itself i just wanted to uh pick apart here i love the Cartoon Network edits. We've even got a t-shirt that people can get over at uh, tpublic.com slash user slash OZN. The can't say sucks in the style of Total Drama Island's logo. Uh, I, I did finally find a suck in here because the great thing with at least the Canadian Netflix is that even though for whatever reason a Canadian show on the Canadian Netflix is taking the audio from the American cut, we have the Canadian <laughs> subtitles. So I can actually watch the episode with subtitles and see what they change. Uh, the best one here for me was the fact that I got to see sucks uh, because the subtitle says twice in a row has got a suck. And then the audio is twice in a row has got a hurt. So I actually finally got to see where one of the sucks is. One of the most questionable ones for me though, uh, was Chris at the beginning of this episode says the term hot chicks, which in previous episodes, which I, I know, especially in the previous one that I wasn't on, but then even the, the one before that, the, uh, the one where Owen grew the beard, he even mentioned, you know, oh, two cool girls in the audio. But yet <laughs> the subtitles in which it would be the original uh, Canadian 
uh, audio of this was two hot chicks. So repeatedly throughout the season, they kept cutting the phrase hot chicks and replacing it with cool girls when Owen said it. But at the beginning of this episode, Chris, the middle-aged man referring to a teenage girls as hot chicks was kept in the episode, which was just bizarre. I didn't understand that at all. Um, I, I, I mean, I know you said you, you've been able to watch the, uh, the Canadian version. When you watch this now, are you watching the, the Cartoon Network edit or the Teletoon one? I'm watching on the U.S. Netflix, which has the American edits. Mm. And I definitely have noticed, especially in these last two episodes, where you're put in a lot of extreme and gross situations where something like sucks or gross or crappy, you know, those types of Mm -hmm. words would be applicable. But then you see, you know, some lesser tier words that are pretty much equivalent, but still. Yeah. Uh, One of the other ones I noted here, I don't even know what the word was, but the phrase was seven minutes of heaven in a skanky basement closet. Skanky, obviously. Tacky, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, so they edited Skanky for Tacky. That one's understandable. I still don't get the sucks. And I would get the, okay, don't refer to them as hot chicks. If you were going to edit all of them out and not have the middle-aged man say it. But anyway, my favorite line in this entire episode was uh, the pancakes, where they're describing as genuine food byproducts served with fresh ingredients relatively close to their expiration dates, which was just brilliant. (laughs) Uh, But as far as the challenge itself goes... Uh, they, they go through so many things here. And I know I've been critical in the past of the episodes where it's it's one challenge and you're literally just watching a character go through the same thing just with slight variations. You know, the, for me, the worst one was the Fear Factor episode, mostly because some of the challenges they had were just so implausible that it wasn't even funny. But I, in this, I actually loved pretty much all of these. I, I felt like at the point where some of the gross-out challenges started to lose steam, um, they picked up the editing. So instead of seeing mm-hmm. it all the way through, we sort of got some of the weaker ones in a montage, which was fine. Uh, but, uh, Ivan, you go first. Any favorites here in the gross-out challenges they had to accomplish? All of them involving Owen were pretty interesting, and it does have a bit of a writing flaw. It's like, what happens if Owen gets the dare where he has to lick his armpit? Mm-hmm. It's pretty tough to lick your own armpit, especially if you're a bigger guy like him, so does he lose by default? Like, yeah. So... That was interesting. I think I forgot just how gross the drinking the fruit punch out of a toilet yes. was. <laughs> that was my favorite. Powdered fruit punch from a communal toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was wild. And it's like, maybe like I overthought that like, okay, maybe it's a lot of fruit punch that you can't even taste it. But like, it's still a toilet. Like, even if it was your own yeah. private toilet at home it would probably taste like crap like literally (laughs) (laughs) literally and that's not edited that's what's really weird you don't want to use the word sucks but you want (laughs) you want to show kids drinking powdered fruit punch from a communal toilet uh jared did you have any favorites or are you on board with a communal toilet Oh, I just like my like the biggest flaw of the episode is the bet that uh, Chef and Chris have going on, and yeah. the fact that Chris hurls after Owen eats the dog food. I know one of the tamer things in the episode how he didn't hurl at yet yeah, drinking the the punch out of the toilet, <laughs> or 
a personal favourite, which is just absolutely disgusting, is the uh, jelly slash jam in Owen's belly button, and yeah. the fact that like it just like keeps like going, and like Chef just can't like fill up this this belly button. A nibble um, on the toenails, like that would be another one. Not dog food. That's that's so easy. There's just mm-hmm. so many bad and terrible ones. I think that's why Hot Chicks slipped through because they're like, <laughs> with everything that's going on in the rest of the episode, surely this is okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. Just some of the montages, there's funny bits too. I love the the Heather uh, sock puppet with like Chef with the sock and then like she kisses it and he puts the crown on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the fact that like Owen and uh, Gwen are like watching and then like they clap like it's a children's play, I think is, is really funny as well. And Ivan, you'll probably be able to fill me in a little bit more because I think you're kind of the expert on the rules of this game and everything. But I thought that they would all have to go through this wheel once or they'd have to check off all the characters. But Owen has like 20 freebies at the end of this, uh, not even counting the amount that Gwen has as well. Uh, Was there any limit to how long this would go on for? Did they state at any point, okay, each of the previously voted out contestants have five choices? Like what were the rules? Did it just go literally until somebody gave up like that part i couldn't follow so at the beginning of the challenge i remember they mentioned that the goal was just to keep going until someone gave up Mm. it didn't matter how long it took and i'm not i'm probably is transparent that the reason owen got 20 freebies simply for like comedic effect and to move the plot along to get to the part where owen and gwen team up but also it could be possible that the uh, contestants had multiple dares mm-hmm. and uh, then um, they or maybe they threw in some of them themselves or they just had to keep going because they no one gave up yet so it like a lot of things in this season in particular as well as the series but especially in this season it is a bit open to interpretation but for the most part it did make the most sense that you know they just want to get someone to lose. Let's get to Heather now. Um, I'll, I'll start it off because, again, Heather, I think from episode one, I'm like, I want to see this character all the way at the end. And I'd kind of given my predictions throughout the season. And Heather was sort of always at the top. And I think once we got to the merge time, I said, I'm going to put Heather in a group of four people that I think could potentially win this. And uh, I'm happy to say that Gwen is one of the other four that I said could potentially win this. Um, <laughs> next week we'll, we'll get to all my predictions, but, uh, seeing her go at this point, I mean, I think you need to cut a character like this out. You either need to go one or two ways. And I think what my prediction was, was that if Heather did make the end, this was going to be Heather's to lose. Cause I was thinking they're going to follow the survivor route. I mean, you guys, you know, have already seen this, so <laughs> it won't spoil it, but I thought this is going to be like survivor where against all odds, people are going to witness the villain win which was Richard the first time and Heather here, which I still think would have been a great ending. But if you're not going to go that route, I think you do need to take Heather out, you know, right before the end. Cause I think otherwise that makes it pr- predictable. I'm not a hundred percent sure what they're going to do in the final episode. So I'm actually really curious to see next week. Uh, but uh, taking Heather out, I get it. I sort of stated earlier, I wish that they had had maybe a little bit more strategy on how it, it didn't turn out to just be a little bit of a technicality that made Heather lose this challenge. I would have liked to have seen like a really big explosion between Heather and Gwen since that's what the whole season's been about. But at the same time, I get if you did that, where do you go from there with Gwen and Owen? You know, 
you don't want to waste your biggest moment right at the end. The second thing that I actually will say against my own wishes of what I would want, what I think the the reasoning was behind how Heather was written out here was just to see her suffer. Because, I mean, this is a kid's show and she is the villain. And if you want the villain to lose, you either have to have the villain lose by being completely outsmarted or you have to make a fool of them. And to me, this felt like it was almost like watching a snuff film. Like we're going to literally watch the audience is going to watch us kill Heather on the air, Uh, which in a way kind of, to me makes sense that if you want to write out the big villain on a show, that's at least accessible for kids, even if not made exclusively for kids, you want that character to go out in the most embarrassing fashion, which this episode was just how many ways can we humiliate Heather? So in that case, I kind of get it, but uh, thoughts on uh, Heather overall and how she's written out here, Ivan. Yeah, I think this is definitely the natural conclusion for Heather to go out just before the finale, because you gotten practically the whole season out of the biggest drama starter of the season of a show called total drama Island. And this being marketed for a kid's show, you can sell to a more mature and older audience, okay, this is why Richard Hatch won. This is why, despite all the backstabbing, all the scheming, and being the villain, why he is a worthy winner. And you see this with other villains that have won in Survivor throughout the years. It is a tougher sell to children, preteens, mm. maybe some teenagers, why Heather who has been mean to everybody, who has been screwing her friends over, who has just been a little bit too bloodthirsty in this game, why she deserves to be rewarded with $100,000 for her actions. Whereas you look at the other two people in this final three, Owen and Gwen, they're flawed characters, they aren't perfect, and they've had many moments of weakness, and they've had moments where they've been unreliable or they took friends out or stuff like that but they do have redeeming qualities as well and that's not to say Heather doesn't have redeeming qualities but when you shoehorn her in as the main villain of the season Mm -hmm. it's really tough to sell her as the winner of this season yeah I mean you hit the nail on the head you have to consider the audience in this case and as clever as an ending it is it would be for survivor fans like us to watch Mm -hmm. Heather win it wouldn't work on the audience they're selling the show to. And the show's still on the air in different variations now. So obviously they've done something right for all audiences. Cause you know, there's grown men talking about it right now and there's <laughs> still kids watching the baby version of total drama, whatever that is. <laughs> Ivan, are, are you a fan of the total drama babies? Um, I haven't kept up with that. I've maybe watched, two episodes of it and then i just thought okay like i can see what they're doing with this but this isn't this just isn't for me yeah um the only thing is i would occasionally check on the, the wiki just to see like okay did they add any new characters to this and or are they sticking with the same core of like 12 characters from the original series plus the one guy from 16 jude um but uh overall yeah, I agree with you, and you also have to take into perspective of how people back then would take it versus people now, yeah. especially us. Like, we're adults now, but, like, even though I'm 24, as we're talking right now about this episode, when I first watched this episode in its original run in the U.S., I was 13. So what I wanted to see from a show like Drama or Survivor back then is different than from what I want to see now, mm-hmm. but still holds up. Jared, 
what did you think about Heather's exit? I thought it was really fitting. Um, I do think, to your point, like it, it could have uh, been better with a, a, bit, a bigger blow-off and a, a, a um, better ending to this rivalry. Um, but I just love the fact that it's she goes out on a Lindsay Dare, um, so we get kind of that uh, storyline yeah. coming full circle. The fact that the Lindsay Dare is such a Lindsay thing as well. Of you could just imagine like what's her like biggest fear in life, uh, like having to shave my head. Apart from when her uh, nail polish spills over. Um, but yeah, and the fact I I just love the fact to everything about it. The fact that she balks the dare, then her heads get shaved anyway. She's done the dare, and then we get that lovely line about like you said there were no rules, and like well sorry, but this is actually a rule. Um, I just think it's a really fun way for her to go out. Um, and I feel like it definitely, like, Heather's always been one of my favorite characters. Uh, but watching back the first season, I think I've definitely appreciated more, like, the how, like, strategy heavy she is, particularly mm-hmm. in this early season when, a whole, like, there's not a whole heap of strategy going on. And we get so many moments where she's not just being mean, but she's really thinking about, like, how can I move forward, get an alliance going, and and get some sort of stranglehold on this game? So, um, I think a, a fitting end to a great character. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead, Ivan. Oh yeah, I was just agreeing. It was a very fitting end to who has been such an integral character for the series and season. A very well written character, a complex character, not just you know. Obviously, a lot of times she was mean just for be- the sake of being mean, but we do get a lot of her motivations. We do get some complexity of character. We do see some moments of weakness from her. So, yeah, I was happy with how Heather's time on the show came to an end, at least as a character. I mean, an active contestant. So I'm, I'm the only one who doesn't know how this ends. Uh, so I'll kind of take this last part of my own here. But my final prediction, um, <laughs> I don't know if I have a final prediction. Uh, here, here's the thing. I think... Don't say anything, because if I'm wrong, um, I can be surprised next week. But I think I recall either Jared or Rossi saying at the beginning of the season that there were multiple endings to this show uh, or to this season, depending on when you watch it, where you watch it, whatever. I could be completely wrong. So um, there's probably a version out there where Owen wins. There's probably a version where Gwen wins. Who knows? Maybe there's a version where Heather comes back and Heather wins. I don't know. But if, if I'm just going completely on what is the logical ending to this, I think it's Gwen winning. Um, but I'm curious to see how it's going to play out because I think what I so often forgot, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, of there are other contestants there. Uh, they have a say in this, and sometimes I forget, yeah, this is a vote on the end. Some of these contestants have been gone so long, you don't know how they're going to vote. And what are you going to do when you have somebody like Heather there who's good at rallying people behind her? I mean, that... I don't even know. Maybe the finale is literally going to be watching all the politics from the jury. Um, it could end up being that. But I, I personally think the logical winner to this will be Gwen, but we'll find out next week. I'm assuming Ivan and Jared, you're both going to join us next week for this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, my original plan was I wanted to do a watch along for this, which I don't know if we're going to have the time to pull off, especially since you know the the time we're recording this we don't know when we're recording the finale it'll be people will listen to it next week but we were hoping to do a watch along so i could kind of watch this along with everybody but i'm gonna literally save this till right before we record so you can get like a fresh take from me because i'm the total drama island virgin here um and then after that uh 
one of you can fill me in on this, but from what I understand, there's sort of a bonus episode that follows next week's technical finale. Is that right? Yeah. All right. So we got at least two more weeks of this. <laughs> uh, and then following that, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I think we've already decided we're going to be covering Total Drama Action. That's the next season, right? Yes. Total Drama Action follows Total Drama Island. All right, so we'll probably have a couple of weeks break in between there, but we've got at least two more weeks of this to go for you. Uh, before we wrap everything up here, um, anything else you want to add on the episode we didn't cover? And then along with that, how would you rate the episode? Buy it, rent it, or bin it? Ivan, you can go first. So um, I would uh, buy this episode, I think. This is a good combination for Heather's story as a contestant. we got Chris and Chef involved. We had Owen and Gwen have some good moments. The challenge was good. It got the previous contestants involved. There was gross moments, funny moments, just flat-out weird moments. And then to top it all off, Lindsay finally gets the karma that she owed Heather <laughs> from her boot episode, and it plays out beautifully. Jared? Yeah, I think this for me is an easy buy. I think the challenge is great. It's a good downfall. Um, it's got a little bit of strategy in there and, and like Ivan said, it's really nice to have um, the previous contestants reference and also, how could I forget, Chef in his uh, assistant costume, the see-through dress yeah. <laughs> um, which is parroting all those like those game shows um, is great, so um, props for that You still there? Colin? Um, not sure. Oh, okay, good. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that this episode, it's, it's, it's not exactly what I expected the finale was, or the close to finale was going to be, uh, but... I think it was satisfying all around. I mean, I, I have no real complaints about this episode. Uh, you know, would I have written it a different lay, way? Maybe, but I, you know, probably would have gotten it wrong for what this episode needed. So it was entertaining. It wasn't what I expected, and it was fun. Uh, and I, I completely agree with um, what you guys are saying, especially with that little moment throwing that thing in there with Lindsay. You know, it, it's it's such a small thing, but it ended a story arc. So I'm I, buys all around from us. Uh, <laughs> And then who knows what's going to happen next week. This could be you know, a brilliant ending that everybody's satisfied with. Or this could be a Fabio or something like that. <laughs> We're all like, what just happened? We'll, we'll find out next week, though. Rossi will be back for that. I will be back. Jared will be back. Ivan will be back. We're all going to be here for the technical finale, but technical second last episode. Ivan, thanks so much for... for yeah, try that again. Ivan, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, bringing your expertise that uh, I think we sorely lack when you're not here. Uh, thank you for having me again. It's always a pleasure to l listen when I can't join, but it's always more fun when I can join. Thank you for having me. And Jared, thank you as always. I think you're going to be the sole contestant this season uh, to last all the way to the end without any breaks. Yeah, let's not, not jinx it. Um, I'm going to avoid um, hair clippers in the next week just in case. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it should be fun to join for the final. All right. And Rossi will be back. And if he doesn't come back next week, then, uh, I lose the challenge. Um, and you made a liar out of me. 
Uh, join us for all our other episodes. Uh, buy our t-shirts on tpublic.com slash user slash OZN. Uh, great Total Drama Island shirt on there as well as some Star Wars related ones. Some uh, Mission Impossible. Some a little bit of everything. Uh, and uh, other regular episodes we have other side of Total Drama Island. I don't know if we have anything else going up this week. Uh, <laughs> but... Ben and I are going to be doing the Bill and Ted recaps before the end of the month. Both of them probably coming in a single week. Uh, And finally, we're starting to get some movies released in theaters, at least here in Canada. We're getting uh, Bill and Ted and Tenet and uh, SpongeBob movies even coming out. Maybe we'll cover that. Uh, So possibly some more new movies coming. Um, Listen to all of our tags on the end uh, about how to subscribe, blah, 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 blah. You're going to hear that in about 10 seconds from Ben. My name is Colin, otherwise known as a really guy. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.